This week on FX Guide TV. We look at the Foundry's Mari texturing pipeline with Justin Holt from Image Engine. This and more coming up next. This podcast is brought to you by the new FX PhD Resolve 2012 Fast Forward course. Download 10 classes instantly covering DaVinci Resolve 9 and take your color grading skills to the next level. Visit fxphd.com. Hello, I'm Angie, and before we start, I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you who supported FX Guide as part of our NAB sponsor drive. You more than doubled what we had hoped to achieve, which is kind of humbling. So thanks, guys. We seriously appreciate it. And just to let you know, we are working on getting out your thank you items and making sure you're all fixed up with Insider and FX PhD. But email us if you're having any problems at all. Well, this week we have a tutorial on Mari using footage from the film Battleship with Justin Holt from Image Engine. Now, John recently recorded this at SIGGRAPH and it is a great look at just how Mari works. Hi, uh, my name is Justin Holt and I am the lead texture painter at Image Engine uh, based in Vancouver, BC. So um, to start, I just want to kind of give a brief overview on how I got introduced into Mari and then a little bit about the company that I work for and then a little bit about the film and then we'll jump into the demo. So I've been using Mari for about three years now, and I started using it at Digital Domain San Francisco. It was uh, kind of a program that they were very interested in using for some of their creature work, and so me and another texture painter kind of jumped on board and created kind of a pipeline for them, and that's my introduction into it, and I've been using it ever since. So when I arrived at Image Engine last year, and while I was waiting for my work to ramp up on Elysium, my first task was to actually gather the textures that ILM started on the Thug and polish them to final completion, um, as well as paint brand new maps for new assets being incorporated into the Thug, such as his mechanical boots, which I'm going to demo later, and a couple extra armor bits that were added per request by the director. And before I arrived at Image Engine, uh, Mari wasn't being used at all. So uh, with the help of our really amazing R&D team, and one of our CG soups, Reese Claringbull, um, we were able to quickly construct a really crude pipeline around Mari uh, within several weeks, specifically for the film. And with the, the tight deadlines on this project, I just wouldn't have been able to complete this work without the implementation of Mari. So with that, I'm going to shift over and show you a quick demo of the work that I did in Mari. So this is the model that we have. Um, this entire shin piece was built by ILM, and originally these boots didn't exist. So the director wanted to cover up the feet and kind of hide the fact that he was very alien. And so we actually built these boots in-house, and I had about a week to UV paint and complete the boots um, from start to finish. So it didn't have a lot of time. So I'm going to go through a couple things that we've done um, at Image Engine to achieve the textures for the show. The first thing we do at Image Engine is, uh, as a texture painter, is we do a lot of uh, material masks. They're basically black and white isolation maps that we give to look development. And basically, anywhere that's white on a map, it dictates a certain shader quality that a look dev artist can apply to that map and to that model. And because this is a hard surface asset, it's pretty intricate. Um, we we wanted to make sure that all these pieces had slightly different attributes in terms of their reflection quality 
and their um, just overall shader quality. So we can get a really nice, interesting look when you kind of pull back and see the boots um, in context of the rest of them. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to grab this boot here and hide the rest. And we're just going to work on this for now. And I'm going to create a material mask. And I want to start adding some bits that are chrome. So for speed's sake, I'm just going to select this claw piece. And I'm going to create a new channel and call this chrome mask. And then set it to 100% black. And this is good for me. So now I need to isolate. I want to start with these disks because I really like them. I think they're really nice shapes and, uh, and visual interest for this claw piece. And I want to isolate them and create uh, a chrome mask for them. So there's a couple ways I can do this. The first way I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go to face selection mode um, and then go to smart selection. And I'm going to just select a piece. And as you see in the bottom right, it's going to calculate the uh, UV island that I cut for this piece. And this calculation only happens once um, when you have a current Mari scene open. So after that calculation happens, I can actually go in and very quickly select all these like pieces here. And I can do this in the viewport, which is kind of nice. Or I can, uh, just to speed it up, I can actually go into the UV tab and select all these pieces that I know are the bits that I want. And because I UV'd this, I have a, I'm very familiar with the UV layout that I did and the pieces that I have. So I'm going to select all these. And there you go. Now the next step is I want to basically, wherever I've selected this, I want to fill it with white. So there's two ways I can do this. I'm going to go back to the UV tab. I can hide everything and then paint white on just the selected areas. Go to the brush. I'm going to turn full flow on and then just paint that, bake it and clear. So there we go. That's one easy way of putting that on to those sections. Another way I can do is if I just undo all this. I can actually go in here and lock unselected and just paint on the pieces here. And voila, I'm done. So you, as you can see, this is a very, very quick process. And I really like this because I can swap back and forth between the UV tab and the ortho tab and really see things in the context. And that's the one advantage Mari has over any other kind of 3D paint program out there is the fact that you can paint in context and you kind of eliminate a lot of the file management issues that you traditionally would have as a texture painter and you can really get back to the creative side of things. So once I'm done, I've created these beforehand. I've just created all these material masks here with the exact same process. So if you go here and you see all this. However, uh, if I go back here and I'm just going to isolate this boot here. However, I can't see all of these masks at once right now. And I want to do that because I want to make sure that I've created enough variation in this boot that it's going to look very unique and intricate uh, when we apply all the shaders. So I've implored a method that I like doing for hard surface assets is I take all these masks and I just associate them with a color. Color doesn't really matter. It's kind of arbitrary. But the point of this is that I can see all this in context of the asset. So when I pull back, I can see that 
I have the variation that I'm looking for in each of these pieces. So every single one of these colors is going to have a different shader. And each of those shaders are going to have different um, qualities to them. So they're going to react differently to light, which is exactly what I want. So I'm really happy with this. So um, from here, I'm actually going to go and show you very quickly how I create the color maps. So the first thing I do is I'm just going to create a new channel. Call this color dev. And everything else is OK. Set it to gray. Oh, this one already exists, so I'm just going to create a new one. So what I like to do, especially for hard surface assets, is that it's very difficult to make sure you get really even coverage on all the pieces. Because as you can see, there's so many different perpendicular edges and faces. It's just going to take a lot of time to fill. So a very quick and efficient way I like to do, um, I like to implore in order to get a lot of coverage, is I go into my shaders, I create a brand new shader, call this tiled. I just load kind of any map, really, because I'm going to put something on top. So I'm going to add a new shader module called tiled. And then I'm going to load a texture that I found that I really like. And as you can see, within a second, I have full coverage on this asset. But a caveat to this is that I, want, I had to make sure that when I UV'd this, that all the UVs were uniformly scaled one-to-one. -one. So I don't have to deal with scale issues when I apply my tileable textures. So this piece here has the same scale as that piece, which is vital. And it, it, it takes a little bit more time in the beginning. But then when you start doing this process, it speeds things up very, very quickly. Um, so I'm looking at this, and I like this. However, it's not, I, I'm not feeling this. I don't like the way this feels. It's kind of oriented in kind of a horizontal pattern. And I, I want to kind of experiment. So what I ended up doing is I just went to the rotation. And I just turned it 90 degrees. And already, it's exactly what I want. It's got, kind of got this vertical pattern to it that I'm responding a bit better to. And uh, all the details are feeling a little bit more in line with what I want. So I'm happy with this. And I'm going to right click and bake this shader. And I'm going to bake it to the color dev map that I created. And what's nice in this new, in the newer versions of Mari anyway, is that when I go to bake these selected patches, it asks me if I want to overwrite the, uh, the channel that I created. And before this wasn't possible, before it just created a new channel and renamed it with the same name and a number at the end. So you started building up a lot of channels unnecessarily. Whereas this, I can say yes, and it's actually going to bake to the channel I already created. So I don't have to uh, transfer maps and then delete them. Um, it's all there for me. And very quickly, over these eight 4K maps, I have full coverage. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy with this. However, I'm not anywhere near done. Because if I were to pull back and go on flat shaded, it's very, very, you know, very flat. And it's going to look pretty bad um, in the current state that it is. So what I want to do now is I want to start experimenting and playing with lighter and darker tones um, on this metal. So the first thing I do is I go to the channels, and I'm going to start with a brighter mask. I'm going to set this 100% black and say OK. And then I'm going to set a marker on this asset here. Like so. I'm going to bake this down. And uh, you'll see in a second why I just painted this. So now I'm going to go into the shader tab. 
I'm going to create a new shader and call this CullDev. As you can see, I'm creating shader. I'm creating a lot of shaders, and I'm trying to keep things non-destructive. And I'll show you in a second how, how I, I'm able to maintain this. So now I'm going to load in the color dev channel that I created, which is this one. And then I'm going to add a mass diffuse brightness contrast, which uh, this is a relatively new module, which I really, really like using. I'm going to call that brighter. And then in here, I'm going to load that brighter mask that I created. And then I'm just going to start playing with this here. Just getting something that I think is going to be interesting. And I'm happy with that. However, I'm not happy with the, the paintbrush that I just, paint stroke that I just did. So I'm actually going to just go in and paint that back out. Um, like so. And I'm going to focus on these pieces. And I'm just going to grab a really soft brush and start painting this back in. Because for me, uh, I, I feel like maybe this is an area that sun would hit it and expose it and uh, kind of bleach out some of that metal. And at this point, I'm being very gestural because I'm really happy with a lot of the, the base detail that I laid down. And I'm just kind of exploring these surfaces, trying to get something interesting. And I'm going to bake that down. I'm happy with that. So if I pull back here, I'm starting to get different tones in here. And again, this is just constant layering on and on until we get something interesting. So I'm happy with this. Now I'm going to go the opposite direction and I'm going to load in some darker tones and start playing with that. So I'm going to create a mask called Darker Mask. Again, set this to black, same process. I'm going to go back to the default shader and then paint down a marker. And then go back to my Cull Dev shader. and load the exact same module. And I'm going to load the darker mask. I'm going to take this down a bit. I'm happy with that. So then I'm going to go back, make sure I'm in my darker mask, and paint that out. And now I'm going to do a couple different techniques to get some darker tones rather than just hand painting. First one is I'm just going to select a patch, a full patch, here that I like. And I'm going to go into my filters levels. I'm going to start just bringing this down a bit, like so. And I'm happy with that. And what's nice is I'm, it, I'm just affecting the selected patch of the current channel, which is what I want. And to note, what I'm doing is I'm keeping this all non-destructive. So if I go here and I turn this off, you can see that it's a separate layer. So if I were to give this to um, look development and go through a review, and they look at it and they're like, you know what? We don't want that to be that dark. Well, it's a non-destructive process. So I can go back and change that very, very quickly, rebake the maps and send them out within you know, an hour. Whereas if I had this destructively, it would take me half a day to do, to redo. Um, so I'm happy with that. I'm going to go in and uh, implore another technique, which I really like, to getting different variation, is I'm going to go back to the levels. And I'm going to reset this. And then I'm going to use this mask feature, which is relatively new as well. I'm actually going to load in one of the material masks that I created. And as you can see, 
that black and white mask is now driving this function that I'm doing, which is a very, very powerful tool. So now I can start creating even more variations on specific pieces that are different materials. So when I'm done, I get a map that looks something like this, which I'm happy with. As you can see, it's the same techniques, just light, lighting things up, darkening things down, different color tones, different hues. I'm happy with this. However, this is only halfway through. Now I need to start adding more detail, more scratches, and kind of bringing it all together to make it look a little bit more weathered. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with some scratches. I'm going to do a scratches color map. I'm going to set to white. And I'll explain why I'm going to set this to white in a second. Um, and then I'm going to, I want to create a mask associated with this. And I want that mask to be white as well. So there's two ways I can do that. I can just right click here and duplicate. Where it's very, very quick, it duplicates the entire eight 4K maps within you know, a fraction of a second. And I can just call that mask, which is great. Or I can just go the same route and create a new channel and rename it and create a new one. So this is very, very quick. I mean, in Photoshop, if I had eight 4K maps, it would, not, it would take much longer to do this. So this is another advantage with Mari is it, it allows me to stay creative without worrying about the organization and the file management. So now I'm going to go into a new shader and call this Scratches. I'm going to load that base metal that I've painted uh, previously. And then I'm going to load a Mass Diffuse Blend. Call this Scratches. I'm going to load the Scratches color map and then the mask associated with it. And then I'm going to set the blend mode to multiply. So right now it's not being affected at all, which is exactly what I want. From here, I'm going to go into the Ortho UV tab. And I really like this tab because it allows me to paint in either one and see it updated in, in the other. So now I'm going to focus on this plate here, which I think is one of the main focuses of the boot. And I want to start experimenting with some scratches. So I'm going to use a paint through tool and grab a scratch map that I found online that I really responded to. I think it's got some really cool features in it. I'm going to make sure I'm in my color map. And I'm just going to start painting it down. And as you can see, it's updating on the other side, which is uh, really handy for me. And I set the map to white and uh, multiply because I wanted, I know this map at this value is going to darken everything down, which is what I want. And now I can just kind of tumble around the model and just assess it. And this is another thing that, for me, takes it back to the old, old school days where they had physical maquettes and physical models and the, the miniatures and the practicals where you can have an asset in front of you and you can kind of just tumble around and make artistic decisions on composition, on color, on all that, which is just, you, you couldn't do that before in any other package. So I'm looking at this and I don't like exactly the, uh, how even this is. So I'm actually going to go in and paint some of this back. I'm going to go into the mask and with a black brush, I'm going to just fade some of this back. You know, in areas that uh, maybe I don't want some of that denting to show up in the color maps. And just, you know, experimenting with this. And bake that down. 
and already I'm getting some tones that I'm liking. So when I'm done, I will get something that looks like this. And I'll break this down for you. So this is the original color map that I showed you. And I've added a black strip here because that was per request by the director. And I've added some grime just in this uh, plate area right there. And then I've added that scratch map that I just showed you. And it's got a lot of cool detail in there. And to top everything off, what I like to do with hard surface assets is to just cheat in some slight ambient occlusion, which I baked out in Mari. And I've actually color corrected that ambient occlusion to be a little bit warmer. So it gets the sense that it, it has some weathering to it, but it's not rusted. And we had to create a fine balance between how weathered we want it to look, because we don't want to have any rust, because that indicates that it hasn't been used and it's probably broken or some kind of um, um, use that's not indicative of what this thug is doing. So folding this in really brings all the textures together, which I'm really happy with. And then to finish off the demo, I'm just going to show you um, all the maps applied into a different shader. So I have my specular maps, my reflection maps, and my displacement maps. And when I'm done, I get a result something like this. So you can see there's a lot of cool detail in here, a lot of cool scratches, scuffs, weathering. And I'm going to show the other boot here. So this piece up here, was these are textures painted by ILM. So I had to go down and match them and make them feel integrated. And as you can see, you get a lot of nice color variation in here. Nothing feels the same in terms of the colors. And I'm really happy with this. And then on top of all this detail, and on top of all the material masks I'm going to supply, um, this turned out pretty well. Next week, we check into the Hotel Transylvania with Sony Pictures Animation. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash fxguidenews. But until next week, see ya. For more industry news, in-depth features, podcasts and forums, check out fxguide.com. And for visual effects training, check out fxphd.com.